You're listening to On Human Rights, where we bring you interviews with experts on the latest and most important issues in human rights and international humanitarian law. We're broadcasting from the Rao Wallenberg Institute in Lund, Sweden. I'm Gabriel Stein. This week, we're in the middle of the Baltic Sea on the small island of Gotland in Sweden, where every year there is a political gathering called Almedalen. The week-long event draws thousands from the political classes, different universities, civil society actors, and the business world. And we're here to listen, learn, and talk about the issues that matter most to us. In this episode, we're speaking to Tovet Dahlgren. She's the head of the educational department for a foundation called Albright. And Albright is a politically independent nonprofit foundation that promotes equality and diversity in senior positions in the business sector. Tovet, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. I was hoping we can start at the beginning. Um, why does the world need an organization like Albright? Well, because uh, I think the world needs a greater measurement of gender equality. And, and our specific focus is the Swedish business sector, which is very, very bad when it comes to gender equality. I think uh, many people are probably have a picture of Sweden as being very, very gender equal as a country. But when it comes to the Swedish business sector, we are actually not very good at all. We have a, a long way to go. Uh, compared to other countries, where does Sweden rate? Well, it's hard for us to find uh, the specific numbers from other countries since it's very hard to... to um, to compare, but we 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 did take a look at the number of female executives or, or CEOs in the other European countries, and I, I'm not sure, but I think Sweden ended up somewhere in the middle or like in the in the top, but not, but not on, in the top three. So, what's your role at the organization? Uh, I am the head of education, meaning that what I mainly do is I am out holding lectures, and I am also out educating companies and, and CEOs in how they can work to become more gender equal and inclusive. How did you get into this? I studied um, social science uh, or political science at the university, and uh, I think just mainly by by studying and the lec- the, the literature, I, I came across different sorts of feminist theories, and I understood that this is mainly what really interesting interests me. So what I did was I I actually dropped out of the last course and I took a course in gender studies. And uh, while doing that, I also started engaging in different organizations that work with these issues. Uh, one of those organizations being Albright as a volunteer. So my first role at Albright was as a volunteer. And then I became uh, an intern. And later on, I, I became the head of education. <laughs> okay. um, so, so can you talk a little bit about the impact uh, that lack of diversity um, has on companies and also on society as a whole yeah so what we can see in what what studies show is is that uh, companies with a great diversity um, that are heterogen in in the different sorts of work groups they are more creative they take make better decisions they reach a greater audience uh, and in the long run that makes them of course also more efficient and they make more money basically so that's one of our selling points to the CEOs that gender equality and diversity actually pays off uh, and
and we have a lot of studies from different institutes showing us that an increase in gender equality um, goes hand in hand with an increase in revenue. So it's it's a matter of, of business strategy, of being smart as a business leader. And of course, it is also a, uh, a question about justice, because we believe that every person should have the same right to reach their full potential, regardless of gender or background. I want to get to solutions in a second, but <laughs> let's talk about the problem for a little bit. Um, so, so what have you pinpointed as being like the main issues with uh, increasing diversity in the sectors that you're looking at? Yeah. Um, personally, I like to, to talk about the, the research theory of homosociality. That basically means that we as people have a tendency of identifying with people who reminds us much about ourselves. And uh, I think that this, um, this very instinctive feeling of trust that we get when we recognize ourselves in someone else, it is very hard to compete with. Meaning that in the Swedish business sector, where we have mo- mostly Swedish white men, uh, they have a tendency of identifying with other men, meaning that more and more men keeps on getting hired in these companies and promoted, of course. And women, women and other minorities have a tendency of being left behind solely based on things that they can't affect themselves. And, and so you think that's the overarching principle as to why we still have such a problem? I, I think there's many different sorts of factors leading to this. I think the homosocial behavior is one of them. I also think that it has a lot to do with um, with um, ideas that we have about what men and women can and should do that, that permeates the entire society, of course. Uh, for example, ideas of women as being responsive and nourishing, which uh, often leads us to think that women should work with, uh, for example, healthcare or something like that, or like uh, communication, for example, while, while expectations of men of being risk-taking and profit-maximizing leads to us thinking that men should do a better job in the role as a CEO, for example, or a business manager. So you're looking at the stereotypes and the norms that, that exactly, are in society. Exactly. Stereotypes, norms. We have these very tight body networks where people just recruit their friends, basically. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so how are you working? What's, what's happening? So what we do at Albright, we are a non-profit uh, organization. And what we do is we, we map out the gender equality in the management teams of the listed companies in Sweden. And then we present these results in reports. And what I think we're probably most famous for is that we put the Swedish companies on, on different lists uh, depending on how many women they have in their management teams. So the, the companies that are good role models uh, where they have a gender equal division, uh, meaning that no gender is represented to more than 60 or less than 40%, we put them on a white list. And the companies that have yet not reached gender equality, but at least have one woman, we put them on a gray list. And then we have the Albright blacklist. So this is where we put the companies that have zero women. And and when we when we've gathered all these information and presented these reports, we we do different sorts of um, um, we go go out in the media to to inform the public about this. And um, one way. Uh, that we've been doing this is a couple of years ago we printed this blacklist on on flyers with the with the words hi student these are the companies where you don't want to work at and then we handed out these flyers on the 10 biggest universities in, in Sweden 
So, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to we're trying to to name and shame the companies who are bad at working with gender equality, and uh, we try to to give the information to the public so that they can make informed decisions. Like, for example, not applying for these companies or not investing in these companies or not shopping from them, basically. And and this way, we hope to to create change. And, and what about when you're working directly with companies? What's what's the approach there? So what we do, uh, so we've been doing these blacklists and reports for a couple of years, uh, and then we also started holding lectures to, to help companies with this. And what happened was more and more companies contacted us and saying and said that thank you for 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 giving us this information. We want to become better, but we don't know how to. Uh, so what we do, did was we put together a. Um, a package uh, uh, to um, to help educate the companies in how to become more gender equal. So what we do in in these um, projects is we go out to the companies and we we um, spend a lot of time with the management team because we believe that that knowledge needs to come from from up top. Uh, and we basically educate them in in different norms, in stereotypes, in how their behavior can affect the corporate culture and make it harder or easier for women to have a career. And then we also we map out the gender equality in the companies by surveys and interviews with employees. We put together a, a analysis of the problems that we see in this specific company, and then we help them to to take actions, to put together policies on gender equality, to educate the staff as well and to to make actions really and so you haven't been around for that long but have do you have any uh, do you have any favorite success stories uh i think yeah i think we have a lot of stories <laughs> many of them are from people approaching of us after lectures or emailing us or giving us a phone or something to 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 tell us about um, the different problems they face often women do but but the success stories i guess that it happens more and more now that companies actually um contact us to tell us that uh, that they've recruited yet another woman for example or that they will not be on the blacklist for for next year uh, so i think that is a success too but also it's very it's very rewarding to be out in companies and working close to management uh, management teams for a long time and actually seeing results like hearing them say that this new knowledge has affected them both uh, in their private life and in their role as as manager for example can you mention a few companies or do you keep that secret uh, I think I need to keep it a secret for for a while for quite some time <laughs> but when you blacklist or uh, whitelist it's not secret no, it's definitely not a secret. It's out for everyone to see. <laughs> Which uh, are there any industries that stick out as being uh, high achievers? Yeah, um, we have the real estate uh, industry. That they are really good at gender equality. They um, they reached gender equality in their board of directors this year for for the first as the first industry ever to. Uh, so that's really nice. And also we have the. The industries that work very close to their consumers, namely like the healthcare companies, for example, or clothing companies. So, so uh, industries that cl that work close to their consumer seems to have a greater understanding of the importance of actually reflecting your customers. I think, uh, which of course leads them to having uh, gender equality and diversity in house as well. 
and which are the industries which are underperforming? The like the mining companies, basically the the companies working with um, uh, with power or electricity or companies like that. I I guess companies that have a history of being very male dominated, basically. Uh, and you recently have a report out on gender equality uh, among the management teams of private equity firms in Sweden. Yes. Um, why did you focus on, on that industry and what did you find? So every year we, we release two reports. It is this one report where we map out the management team of the, of the listed Swedish companies. And also we have one company where we like take a dive into one specific industry. And, and uh, this is often based on tips that we get like people contact us to tell us that this industry or my industry is really really bad we need to take a look at this uh, so we've been looking at the um, law firms for example uh, and this year we decided to take a look at the PE firms because we thought that there might be something to, to collect from there uh, and yes the, the results were shocking uh, amongst the, the, all of the partners in the 18 biggest uh, PE firms in Sweden, we had 3% female partners. Uh, so, so it was actually way worse than the, than the um, stock market in Sweden as a whole. Okay. And, and how does that compare to the law firms? Oh, I'm not sure about the numbers right now. I need to check them, but I know they're worse. The PE industry is the worst by far. This, really? Yeah. That's interesting. And, and they have... Um, a big market share of different companies in Sweden. Exactly, exactly. And they also manage like pension funds, for example. So so basically everyone's money. So uh, and they seem to be very not interested in in questions of gender diversity or, or um, gender equal equality or diversity. So can you, can you tell me what the major challenges are that you've come across in this work? Uh, yes. Uh, once again, I think it's very complex. It's it's often very many different um, uh, factors that go together. But but one of the most common ones is, I guess, um, a culture where uh, predominantly male behaviors are rewarded more. Uh, like for example, that you're expected to be to take to take up much space and be very vocal, for example, and to be able to to take take and give jokes for example often with sexual illusions i think this is um mainly when we do um these when we map out uh, through surveys for example or interviews we often hear that the the men of the companies does not see any problem with the corporate culture but many of the women tend to do and then i think jargon is one of these things that we often hear that this is a problem uh, but also, of course, the fact that we have a tendency of of um, valuing male competence in another way, uh, and also that men, m male managers, have harder time seeing competence in women. I think. So I think it's a mix, really, a cocktail of different different things that stand in the way. And also, we have this pro big problem of that women are still taking out seventy percent of the parental leave, for example, in Sweden. And women also take the biggest responsibility for the household work. Uh, and what we can see is that women with high um, women that really want to have a career have a tendency of falling behind when they start a family. And this is a reoccurring problem, I think. So we also always try to like 
tell managers, especially the male ones, that it's very important for them to be good role models by taking parental leave. Does Albright have a uh, public stance on forced uh, quotas or any other policy or legislation uh, that you'd like to see put in place? Uh, so yeah, we we are against the quota, the idea of the quota system, uh, mainly because we work with the management teams and not the board of directors, but also because we we want the managers in each company to to drive the issue of gender equality themselves. We want them to to start see the competence that they have in-house already and start um, promoting women to the top that way. So that's our stance on, on the quota system. Tove Dahlgren, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. That was a conversation we had with Tove Dahlgren. She's the head of the educational department for a foundation called Albright. That interview was recorded from Almadalen, where we are all week doing uh, different interviews with experts on human rights, international humanitarian law, and other important issues. We'll be back soon with another fresh episode of On Human Rights. Thanks for listening.